Hello, hello to all my sis, to all my sister girls, my young ladies, to all my people's peoples. This is Christy, a.k.a. JJ, some call me. I hope everyone's having a blessed, blessed Sunday. I really, really do. A lot of us shouldn't be here, but we are here in the name of Jesus. And I thank God for him being who he is. Today's topic is called Brother to Brother. Just like sister to sister, you know, and a lot of us, you know, we need to hear this topic a lot because it's talking about loving one another, even when we don't want to, even when a person has did things against us that are just unlawful, unethical, just to the, to the utmost. And, you know, we feel like we should hate. But God is telling us to love. And there's many stories in the Bible where it speaks on a lot of confrontation between different others, like Esau and his brother, like Isaac and Ishmael and Abel, Abel and Cain. We all know about that one. You know, how the siblings, you know, had um, a rival between one another. You know, well, Cain did himself, you know. And how he just hated his brother because his brother had a gift. But we're talking about brother to brother, sister to sister, how God wants us to love. And we're coming from Genesis 3, 3, 1 11. And we're going to be coming out of John 13 and 34. And that says, a command I give you, love one another. It's that simple. Because if you love God, you got to love others and you got to love yourself. If you, if you don't love yourself and love God, you can't love nobody else. And you can't get a true understanding of what love truly is and how deep it truly goes. But only God can give that agape love. That is a love that surpasses any love that can ever be given you know, and that's a love that we should strive for. And it is hard. It says Genesis 33, 1 to 11. It says, Jacob looked up and there was Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Le Leah, Rachel, and the two female servants. He put the female servants and their children in front. Leah and her children next and Rachel and Joseph in the rear. He himself went on ahead and bowed down to the ground seven times as he approached his brother. Seven means completion. Seven is a number of respect. I want you guys to remember that. But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and kissed him and they wept. Then Esau looked up and saw the, the woman and children. Who are these with you? He asked. See, they've been separated for a while. He didn't even know that his brother had kids. You know, that's why he was weeping. And that can be like that. We can get comfortable, have a confrontation, you know, and think differences can happen between, you know, siblings and, you know, people that we don't even know, you know, people we done been friends with and feel like family, you know. You can have a confrontation that keep you away from each other for years, you know. And in those years, people do things that they don't have no business doing towards another, you know what I'm saying, out of animosity, you know, forgetting the consequences that follow. But, you know, God know how to bring back 
you know, that friendship, that relationship, that sibling relationship, whatever relationship that is, you know, and mend it, you know, if both allow their heart to, that meaning if they allow God to come in and he'll change it. But he put his neck around him and he kissed his brother and they wept. And Esau looked up and saw the woman and the children. Who are these with you? He asked. Jacob answered, they are the children of God. The children of God has gracefully given your servant. They're mine. God bless me with these kids. God sends us blessings. When he, when he gives us children, they are blessings to us. And each child comes with a different purpose, comes with different gifts, you know, and sometimes that child is jealous. Children are jealous of one another because of that purpose. Then the female servants and the children approached and bowed down. Next, Leah and her children came and bowed down. See, showing respect. We got, despite the distance that they had been apart, his kids still show respect to their uncle. Last of all, Joseph and Rachel, and they too bowed down. Esau asked, What's the meaning of all these flocks and herds I meet? I met to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, he said. But Esau said, I already have plenty. My brother, keep what you have for yourself. Mm -mm -mm. So please, said Jacob, if I have found favor in your eyes, favor in your eyes, accept this gift from me to see, to see that it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? He gave him a gift. He wanted to give him a gift despite, despite them being apart. He wanted to give him a gift. He said, what is this favor? You as favor, you know what I'm saying? Some people know how to love still despite the differences they have between people. Everybody don't hold that grudge and animosity, you know? And some people, they grow from it, you know what I'm saying? Which we all should because we all done been mad and hold animosity against people before. If you haven't, you lying. Some just know how to not let the sun go down on their wrath, which is a good thing. I had to learn that the hard way, you know? You can't let the sun go down on your wrath. You can't be angry. God holds that against the person that's holding that grudge or whatever. Anger, animosity, malice, whatever you want to call it in. You know, God sees all of that and he will punish you. But it was favor that he's seen in his brother still. So please, said Jacob, if I have found favor in your eyes, accept this gift from me. For to see your face is like seeing the face of God. Now that you have received me favorably, please accept the present that was brought to you. For God has been gracious to me. He's been good. And I have all I need. And because Jacob insisted, Esau accepted it. See, Esau accepted the gift. Esau didn't... Uh, man. Pulling him down. Pulling him down in the womb. He didn't want him... Jacob didn't want him to come out. You know what I'm saying? Esau was blessed. Jacob was blessed too, you know? 
We got all blessed in different ways. You know, we are gifted in different ways. You know, what you have is what I have. You know, what you don't have, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. God still will bless you in due time. It's all in God's timing. And no matter if you take it away, kill somebody for it, it's still their birthright. It's still theirs. It's still their gift. You still cannot have it. I don't care how much you pray on it, make magic on it, sacrifice on it. You know what I'm saying? The devil, you know what I'm saying? He was an ascended angel of God and he was allowed to come down with power, you know, as well. So he as well feel like he is God, but he is not. You know what I'm saying? And he's able to give blessings as well. And a lot of people get tricked into these blessings that Satan give, thinking they can make a sacrifice to him and they can get what God gives. And it's not what God gives. Only God can give a pure and blessed birthright because it is from birth that he gives. It's, it's given before you is even conceived, even thought about. He gives it to the children. He gives it to that child. That blessed seed, you know, and a lot of people that are into the cult, they know of this. You know what I'm saying? They know that, you know, it is an abundant child on the way. You know, we have ascendants before us. It's good ascendants and it's bad ascendants. You know what I'm saying? We carry bloodlines of both. You know what I'm saying? And it's up to us which way we're going to go with it. You know what I'm saying? And some bloodlines are cursed as well. You know what I'm saying? From their ascendants. Because they sold, they sold to the devil, you know what I'm saying? And they fight through, you know, golden children and blessed bloodlines to stay alive, you know. And it's, this is the truth. People better open their eyes and realize how the spiritual world work. You know, we wrestle against spiritual um, warfare in high places because we are in a spiritual warfare. You know what I'm saying? That's why he destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. Because, you know, this is just a repeat, a repeat of generation of generations to come until somebody come and stand up with boldness. You know what I'm saying? Just like David did Goliath and take that giant down because it has to come to a stop because God has those out here that are chosen that has purpose. And in a purpose that is to draw the people. You know, and a lot of siblings, you know what I'm saying, they are from a wicked bloodline. And that's why that rivalry come in. You know, they want to destroy one another because that that evil one want to be on high, too. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't that they ain't blessed. They are blessed. They just don't want to wait for it. And we don't want to wait for a lot of things. We want to take it, you know, and rush it speed it up, you know what I'm saying, kill for it and so forth. And just not knowing that we're cursing ourselves. You know, this is brother to brother and sister to sister. You know what I'm saying? Friend to friend. You know what I'm saying? Bestie, whatever you want to call it. It happens in all of the relationships that we are involved in. You know, we, we, we sometimes secretly hold animosity. And that person that you find to be your, your sibling and your best friend, the one you hold so close and dear, that usually is your biggest enemy, the one that's taking you down, the one that's praying up on you and wishing for your fall and your death, you know. And I'm going to read this to my brother and I, last, less than a year apart in age, were quite competitive, which a lot of siblings are. And sometimes, you know, a lot of siblings aren't competitive. 
sometimes one or more, depending on how many siblings you have in your family, that person be having competitive in their own mind. That person not even thinking about them. They have a competition spirit within them, you know, that makes them want to compete. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, people know when you're blessed and when you're gifted and when you are you about something, you know, regardless if you have a, you know, a heart knock life growing up with your attitude, you know, feisty, whatever. Them the main ones God used, you know what I'm saying? And the devil sees that. You know, like Jacob was in Esau that was fighting in the womb. Jacob was trying to pull him back, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-uh, you ain't coming up out of here. I need you to stay. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, mm-mm, you too blessed. And a lot of people see that. Bless, bless, bless. I want your blessing. You know, but God said, love, 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 no matter what. But my brother and I, less than a year apart in age, were quite competitive growing up. Translation, we fought. <laughs> Dad understood. He had brothers. Mom, not so much. Our story could have fit in the book of Genesis, which might well be um, subtitled A Beef History of Sibling Rivalry. Cain and Abel, we all know that story. Isaac and Ismael. Joseph and everyone not named Benjamin. Mm -mm -mm. Everybody flight fighting over birthrights. Everybody tricking each other in the birthright. You know what I'm saying? Jacob tricking Isaac when he was dying into his father's birthright, all kind of things. Waiting for the father to die for, you know, to get birthrights, waiting for the brother. You know, it's just a repeating thing because it's an evil generational curse. We got to fight against evil and good. You know, this is how it works. They want to keep the hate rolling to the enemy and God want to keep love rolling. Because that's how it's supposed to be. And God loves both. Our story could have fit in the book of Genesis. Which might, should have been subtitled, A Brief History of Sibling Rival, Cain, Abel, Isaac, Ismael, Joseph, everyone not named, Benjamin. But for brother to brother animosity, it's hard to beat Jacob and Esau. They separated for years. Esau's twin brother had cheated him twice. Twin brother had cheated him twice. Jacob. Jason going around just stealing the birthright. Mm -mm. Knowing he holy and gifted and so jealous. That's why he was in the room pulling them back. Like, you can't come to life. No, 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 no. I need you to stay here. I want this. And a lot of people do this. Stealing birthrights and cursing themselves. You cursing yourself. Because he eventually had to run out into the uh, wilderness anyway and eventually ended up dying because you cursed yourself. But the rivalry continued on in their descendants who became the nations of Adam, Edom, and Israel. When the people of Israel prepared to enter the promised land, Adam met them with threats and an army. Much later, as Jerusalem citizens fled invading forces, Adam slandered the, the refugee, refugees, I'm sorry, slaughtered them, slaughtered them all, mm -mm -mm. slaughtered them, killed them. Mm -mm -mm. They both was of a um, great nation, Isaac and Ishmael, but like I said, it always got to be an evil one and a good one, you know, got to just destroy what 
what what's good because they won't control and they just want to have all power in their hand. Happily for us, the Bible contains not just the sad account of our brokenness, but the story of God's redemption as well. Jesus changed everything. See how you change it around? Telling his disciples, a new command I give you, love one another. Don't hate. Don't steal birthrights. Don't murder. You know what I'm saying? Don't steal land. Don't, don't do the things which you know is going to curse you, but people still do it. Thinking that they above God and a look and a, and have all power that they feel Satan has given them because they done did it for so long. But generational curses, God, He breaks, <clears throat> and we gotta be ready to break them as well. That's why we gotta be prayed up and fasted up, finding this flesh in the name of Jesus, because God has all power to destroy any scorpion that come up against you. In the name of Jesus, and he can break any generational curse. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, even though the devil going to keep roaming because it's his job. You know what I'm saying? God allowed things to certain things to happen. It's a purpose all behind it. Yes, he did. Yes, he does. And a new command I give you, love one another. Then he showed us what that means by dying for us. God died on the cross for us. He sacrificed himself for us because, you know, he was the birthright of, of his father, God. You know what I'm saying? He was hated by many, you know what I'm saying? Because of his love and his gift that, that shined up on him. You know what I'm saying? And he was even loving his enemies, loving his brothers and loving his sisters, loving Barbados, the ones that was persecuting them. One loving the thief on the cross, you know, the one that didn't even pay attention to him when he was in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Telling him about his father, but allowing him to go into the promised land with him because he said, I truly know that you are the son of God. That's how much love God has for us. It's an agape love, a love that never changes, a love that never fades. A love that never disappears. It always remains the same. And like he's saying in Genesis 33, 1-11, and John 13, 34, it's talking about love, love that he commands of us. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of us need to get it deep down in our heart and our soul. As my brother and them, they got older, she said in the store. They be saying in the story, they became more closer. You know what I'm saying? And that's what God will do. They'll bring the union back together again. That's if you allow it. You got to break down the stubbornness in your hearts and your minds and stop having a haughty spirit thinking that you know all and just got to admit to your wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. It don't make you a bad person. It makes you more of a good person when you recognize and you forgive. That's the thing with God. We respond to the forgiveness he offers his grace can transform not only us, but our sibling rivalries into brotherly love. We got to ask God every day. We got to ask him to invite into our hearts love and transform our relationships with the healing of love. Sibling rival is naturally natural. God love is supernatural. Meaning it never fades. We all done face Isaac and Ismail situations, mainly Cain and um, and Abel's. We all done face this, Esau and Jacob. 
And we got to stop it. We got to stop allowing the enemy to take control of us and making us think that we can go around doing the things that we do, which are criminal, which are ungodly, which are not right, which are unethical, which in that many of us thinking that we can gain and we can't gain nothing by going against God's will. Because this is God's will and God's purpose. And we got to be obedient to that. And a lot of us don't want to be obedient to that. We jump over ropes and we go through turns and we've been doing many things and living these different patterns of life. You know what I'm saying? The gain and it has run destruction and bad consequences upon our life. I don't care how we frame. I don't care how we plot. It ain't going to work. I don't care how we hire people of higher authority, authorities and profession. God still say, brotherly love, I command of you. He'll rock you. He'll rock. He'll rock all, all over, everywhere you go. I don't care what badness come your way. Bad things people do to you. God will rock and shake that place. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Because love, God commands of us. He commands this. He wants us to focus on the needs of others, not just ourselves. And he challenged us to love. He challenged us to pray. He challenged us to serve. He challenges us to comfort. And he most definitely challenged us to forgive one another. So let this week be filled with us just watching how we intend to one another and attend to, to each other in love and grace. Because that's what God wants us to do. Have and have in his spirit love and in your spirit love he want us to carry this every single day brother to brother sister to sister friend to friend associate to associate every day in our spirit love he commands be blessed hello hello to all my peoples peoples out there to all my sister girls to all my just young ladies and just everybody around the world hope everybody's just having a blessed Sunday and just sitting and relaxing or at church or have gone to church to praise and give thanks to the Lord above you know I don't have a car right now so I'm just in my room just listening to music and just fellowshipping with the Lord you know just allow him to minister to my mind, my heart, just my whole being, because so much been going on, a lot been going on. I know I'm not facing, not the only one facing things, you know, I don't want to get on here all the time talking about facing things, but whatever you're facing, you better bring it to the forefront so the Father God can hear your prayer, hear your request. You know, the devil like us to keep things bottled in. That way he can eat away that eat away at our mind, our bodies, and our soul. Just keep us in that confused state, you know, that we try so hard to get out of. That's been drowning us for years. But break the chains and revive our lives again is what release and be revived is all about. Releasing the anxiety, releasing the depression, releasing the hurt, releasing the pain, releasing the shame, releasing the guilt, you know, just letting go of that lonely feeling, 
and knowing that God is the one that hoovers over us in our time of need, in our time of loneliness, in our time of comforting. He hoovers over us. His wings is spreaded afar because it has room for all of us to, to be surrounded in his arms. It's a precious and safe form of protection, you know, because we intend to run to men many a times and we find ourselves in trouble because they too are struggling with things in the inner side. And they too need arms, need God wings to cover them. And we notice that God covers us. He wants us to just recognize it and believe that he is there. Like what I'm going through despite, despite what's before me. I know he's hoovering over in me and protecting me. Because he is our protection. Our protection every step of the way, every day. You know, this world is going crazy. You know, like I say all the time, you know, this is the end times. You know, they, the mark of the beast is, a, you know, is really here, you know, and a lot of signs God is showing us and we not taking heed to them, you know, myself too, you know, I, I'm on this path of just like, Lord, okay, here am I, whatever comes along with me, hey, I'm landing at your feet, you know, because we'll never enter into his presence if we keep on trying to wait for perfection to come because we as humans will never be perfected you know god just want us to come to him and just lay it all at his feet just like the lady with the issue of blood she just touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole you know we gotta know that god like you told me you know this morning i am your protection i am your shield i know you feel lonely child you know, but I am here. I am here, you know, guiding you and protecting you, leading you, whispering in your ear every day, saying that I love you. I care for you. You know, I don't have no scriptures to go to right now. I'm just speaking because I just felt led to speak. Just I'm speaking on it, you know, just like the name of the uh, podcast, Release and Be Revived. I'm speaking on it. It's so many topics that we can speak on because there's so much going on, you know, and we want a lot of answers to things. And sometimes we can't find those answers. God wants us to be in solitude. He wants quality time with you, with me, you know, so he can really just penetrate in our hearts and our minds and just really allow us to hear what he is saying in the direction that he wants us to go. This world is wicked. Family ain't family no more. Friends ain't friends no more. And like I always say, friend ends. You know, it comes to an end. They fry you in the end. Instead of the I-F-R-Y, you know, because that's normally what happens in friendships. But with God friendship, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll be right there to the end. And no matter what He you tell him, you know, it's going to always be kept in secrecy. God is not like man. He's a man of pureness. He's a man of honor. He's a man of glory and power, you know, and he's worthy to be praised. And this world is a world of just sinfulness, sin. You know, it's all around us, you know, 
That's why we have to be prayed up, you know, and fasting and killing this flesh because we will get swallowed in. People are claiming to be from God, but their hearts are far from God. You know, a lot of people thinking, oh, people not from God because they struggle with this. They struggle with that. But that's how he wants you. He wants you to come landing at his feet and still moving at the same time in him, not pretending and being hypocritical, but knowing that he's washing it off. He's breaking down the veil from our eyes. He's the one that's shaking us and molding us. He has us in the potter house, you know what I'm saying? Molding us and shaping us, like I said, and making us whom he wants us to be. Not whom we think we should be or what people want us to be, but who he has called us to be. And he has called us to come out of the wilderness, you know, and a lot of us is trapped in the wilderness because we became so content with just where we're at. And God trying to pull us and pull us and pull us and pull us, you know, and we're not moving. And we're wondering why our lives is like stagnated. You know, it's not always due to that, but we wonder why our lives is stagnated. It's because of the disobedience that we that we bring, we bring to him. You know, we have to be careful when God say move, he say move, you know. And it's a scary thing because we don't see what's before us. That's when he wants us to trust in him. And like I always say, grab his hand and don't let it go because he's walking with us. He's talking with us. He's, you know, giving us power when we feel like we're weak. You know, he readily laying our mind. We feel like our mind is just floating away. He's mending that heart when it's just been broken for so long and so many years. He wants us to hit our knees. He loves when we worship and we praise him. And like I said, when addictions are before us, you know, we still can move. We still can go forth. We still just have to be real and knowing that God, he's a delivering God and he's able and he's worthy to be praised. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And we should praise him each and every single day of our life, every single second of our life. And we have to be careful when we're going through and it's not moving the way we want it to, that we don't curse ourselves, you know, speaking against him, you know, and other people that we feel should be beneath us. But it doesn't work like that. God hands is up on us all. And whichever way he moves our lives is how he moves our lives. And we have to be prepared for that. And sometimes we're not prepared. And even if we're not prepared, when we know one who hoovering over us, we know that we're protected always because God, he's, he's hoovering, you know, he's hoovering everywhere we go. You know, he's protecting us everywhere he goes. He's, he's guiding us and he's telling us the yeses and the noes and we have to take heed to it. This walk ain't easy. This is a scary, lonely walk. But when you know J-E-S-U-S, it, 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 it can get better. It, you can get more understanding of it because you're you're studying to show yourself approving to God, you know, his word and how to go about this life and living, living this life in a holy way. You know, when this world before us is so corrupt you know, we can fall so easily into the traps, you know, and that's what the devil wants. He wants us to be trapped into the lowest of the lowest. <clears throat> he don't want us to get out of nothing. He want our mind. He want our body. He want our soul. He, he want our life, just period. 
that is his goal. And we got to stand firm like David and knowing that, hey, this battle, I will win. This battle, I will fight. This battle, I know I'm fighting with the help of the Lord, you know, because this battle I cannot do by myself or battles. This battle is the Lord's. Yes, it is. And we got to know that it is the Lord's, you know, and keep our swords in our hand, meaning that word of God so that he can indulge and we can use those scriptures, you know, as weapons, you know, when the enemy come up against us, you know, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, it comforts me. Now prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Just knowing that, that he has prepared a table before we even got there in the presence of our enemies. He said he'll make your enemy your footstool and that he shall, you know, they think they're getting away with a lot of things and they're not, you know. God sees all and he knows all and he whoops all when he has to, you know. God is a powerful God. He's an awesome God. He laid down his life for us, us, our sinful selves, that he laid our life down and he loves us no matter what we do. That love never goes away. It never fades. It never shades. It never pretends. It's always real. Yes, it is because God is real. He's a God of just joy. He's a God of peace. He's a God of just soundness, of everlasting life. That's what he wants to give us. We just got to hold fast. It's been a scary, 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 scary journey in years that we've been facing. But God is still yet God. You know, that's why we got to prepare our hearts and our minds and get ready for battle. Because this battle, it's, it's about to get even crazy. It's getting crazier. And the more, the more days go by, you know, the more the enemies plots his schemes and seeking to devour our souls every day so we got to prepare ourselves just for that enemy hey with our swords in our hand our mind regulated and concentrated on jesus our foot's ready to walk in the direction that he wants us to walk our hands is ready to be used for what he wants us to be used and we see it out of the spiritual eye not the natural eye in our mouths we're professing the name of jesus and we're going forth in the name of jesus and knowing that he is our creator and he is the liver of our soul people's 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 it's time to wake up people's 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 it's just time for us just to lay it down all at his feet people's people's my sister girls and my sis you're strong you're intelligent you're a sexy lady you gotta know you you gotta be you gotta do you and you gotta walk this narrow walk like it's just like no tomorrow is there's no ending we have to fight Every tear that we cry, every loss that we lost, it's all for the purpose of his will, you know, and I'm just trying to learn how to look at things more in the way in which he will look at things. Because if we look at it like, you know, with our human eyes, like we've been, we'll never move. We'll never go nowhere. We'll stay stagnated in the positions and the places where we know God just wanted us there for just a little minute. You know, let's trust in him and know that God is who he say he is. And he sent his son to die for us on the cross. He sacrificed him, sacrificed his own child 
for our sinful selves that majority of us don't even care about what God say, do, how he how he is our father and our mother and our sister and our brother. We discard so much because the walk ain't easy, but he'll make our burdens light when we, we, we give it to him. You know, like I said, it wasn't a topic that I have for this for this episode. God just wanted me to talk because it's just so much going on. The mark of the beast just to be here. They doing away with money. You know, we got to get ready. It's just to be a food shortage. It's all kind of stuff going on. The weather ain't the weather no more. Shoot. Winter is summer. Summer is winter. Look at all the different things that's going on before us, peoples, peoples. You know, he's showing a sign that the time is nearing. And a lot of us is going to be done like um, we're going to get turned into a pillar of salt because we're going to refuse many of us to look forward and we're going to keep on looking back. And when we look back, we're going to stay stagnated right there. When God say don't look back, don't look back. Move forward. Even when you don't know, that's that when that trust come in. And I'm talking to myself. I always talk to myself first because it is needed. Ain't nobody perfect. Everybody is learning. Every day is a learning lesson. Every day we are hit with something totally different. Some for the good and some for the bad. We got to be prepared for both of them. But God, he's awesome. He's wonderful. He's magnificent. And he said, all you got to do is just call on me, my child. I hear your prayers before you even before you even get on your knees or before you even put the words out of your mouth. I hear it. I hear it and I know it and I see it. And I want you to believe who I am. I am God and I am God all by myself. We don't need nobody else. He don't. He don't. We don't. Because as long as we got him, we got enough. God hoovers over us. He protects us in the wilderness. He guides us when we're confused. This world want to eat us alive. And we got to fight. We got to fight. We got to fight. We got to fight. Because they come in in all kind of directions to destroy. Seeking whom he may destroy. And he trying to destroy many of us. A lot of us ain't going to make it in. But at least we can strive to try to make it in. Or, you know, get our minds stayed on Jesus where he could come in and regulate and minister to our hearts, our minds, you know, and help us just get back and stay on that right path in which he has called us on. So let's get focused in knowing who God is. And he sent his son to die for us and know who hoovers over us. It is Jesus. No matter what tears you have to fall, that falls from your face, no matter what loss it is, he hoovers over us and he protects us. He guides us. He is our shield, our armor in the time of need. Even when you're smiling, he's right there. Let's know you, be you, do you, most definitely love you. Remember to always look up, always look up. Let's worship him. Let's give him the glory. Let's give him the praise because he deserves it. Yes, he does. He deserves each and every one of it. We the ones that don't deserve nothing because we filthy. We downright dirty human beings at times, but God still hoovers over us and he loves us. He said, you still my child. Tell you that I am 
I, he tells me that I am his own. Like the dew in the morning. Jesus rests upon our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Everybody be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. And remember, stay focused. Look at the signs, what's before you. Look at the numbers. Them numbers that keep on repeating before your face. It is God. He's sending his angels to send you a message and talk to you. When you find yourself always trying to go out and in front of a with a crowd and you find yourself pulled back and in another direction and going back to the house, it is God because he's trying to set you in solitude to tell you something, to teach you something, to wake you up to something because it's a different path he wants you on and we got to get ready for it. God bless.